Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton. And once again, as always, we got Keith Denny with us uh, today. Uh, out sick, it's Tim Malloy. We're going to catch him on the next one. Uh, get better, Tim. Definitely been there. we all been out recently for a couple other ones, but we're going to keep it pushing for now. I uh, can't wish we could get your, your thoughts on this because it's really interesting stuff going on. Uh, but this uh, episode, we're going to be getting into Marvel Studios' What Ifs, and it's the second season. Um, and in this one, similar to season one, it's an, a series of stories uh, that basically get into multiversal situations where outcomes that happen in canon uh, are not what take place in these episodes these things step outside of things that we're familiar with within the mcu canon and they act out these really incredible set pieces on things that could have happened if the script writers chose to go a certain direction so it's it's really uh in, in season one it they do a good job of tying all the stories together into this thing that at the end feels like a uh, a really good bow on the stories being told. Like every episode plays some sort of uh, message to the end game, which is great. Um, and season two uh, does something similar as well. So Keith, I, I know you've seen season one. Um, I'm really curious to see your thoughts on season two and how you, you know, you thought it put a bow on things and started tying stuff together for you. Um. I don't know about it necessarily tying things together for me. Um, I don't know if that was a Christmas joke or something, because I know <laughs> Oh, not intentionally. The episode essentially like came out in December all the way up into Christmas. I think it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I just think it was fun um, for the most part. I think it's even one of those things uh, what I can kind of appreciate, especially with this season of What If is how I don't now granted I I only watched about five episodes. So from my understanding, the episodes I saw they didn't seem like super connected to a wider story like it is in season one, at least from the part. They, they they got there at the end finally. They got there. Yeah, like they did last time. And you know, this is the thing. I think I prefer the stories to not be connected because when I think about what if and Marvel, when they used to um do those comic books, they were kind of like more akin to what you had just said, like if the writers did something different or if they went a whole different route with these characters type deal. Whereas mm-hmm. like the, the show to me feels more like a more multiverse stuff. And to be honest with you, that's one thing I'm kind of tired with, with a lot of these um, stories is these like multiverse stories. I think that's kind of getting to a point of getting a little bit overplayed. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, with that being said, and what if I did like some of the takes and the different things that they did? Some some episodes I liked um, a lot more than others, but they were still like pretty enjoyable to watch. I think, um, and I think some people have been experiencing this also, like some type of like almost like superhero fatigue, almost. Yeah, and I feel like Marvel um, lately. Has not really been, and and I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. It hasn't really been producing any like real good product lately. 
So sometimes when they have like shows like What If, it is kind of a you know breath of fresh air because it's just enjoyable. But I don't, I don't think it adds enough to like wash like that bad taste in my mouth that the the MCU has kind of been putting like there for the last year or so. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I did get to see the whole season. Um, man, I, I don't really feel like it's a satisfying ending in the same way that the first season was um, without spending a ton of time. And, and, and from this point on, full spoilers uh, on everything as it relates to the scope of seasons two and, and, and from start to finish. Um, you okay with me getting that key? Yeah, 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 it's cool. All right, cool. So basically, it just becomes like a whole shit show where Peggy Carter ends up being like the the central figure in the um, possibility of not just like one alternate universe. Um, being crushed and and destroyed but all universes or like just a, like an absolute i said all but like just some absurd amount of them um in the service of dr strange the one that we got from last season who turned to a demon because he was trying to bring back his his dead love uh he is taking not just all the bad guys but all the powerful heroes and capturing them So that they can't uh, get in his way, and also so like he can take the power some way and like grind them up um, to some sort of celestial energy that will let him to destroy all the universes to recreate his own, so he can go back home and have his love back and all that. So the way it ends up ending is episode six, which to me is in a, in a lot of ways like. such a beautiful episode, but also uh, symbolic of, like, what's wrong with the show. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, this new character that comes in that we've never seen before, and this person becomes all-powerful um, because they fuse with the Tesseract, essentially. Them and all the other Native peoples that were getting um, uh, like slaughtered by the Spaniards and all this. Native Americans or Huh? You mean like Native Americans? Mm, well, uh, the, the, I'm not even sure, honestly, what the correct term is and like which tribes they were. Okay. But these were Spaniards looking for the um, the found of youth, and in this uh, setup, the tesseract is in that in a lake, a so-called forbidden lake. And if you end up going into it, you you sink into this other dimension where you don't age and you're all powerful. Because really, like using all this stuff that's fused with the Tesseract. But this one girl falls through. She got all this passion and, and anger because she just saw the Spaniards uh, crushing that village that, that she lived in. And she told all the people, y'all kind of lost y'all way. And she just has this will to go back and help her people. And she just can take... over this power the way nobody else can but then when she leaves she also was like 
she still has this power. So essentially, when she's walking around, she is the Tesseract. Like, it's kind of crazy. And then the other thing is Peggy Carter ends up getting the suit that Killmonger had at the end of season one, where it basically it's a suit that uses the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm -hmm. And they end up using the two of them to fight that evil Doctor Strange. They end up beating them. And then everything goes back to normal. Interesting. So, I mean, it sounds okay. That's cool. But, you know, like, um, in the first season, I kind of did, like, when, you know, they kind of brought them all together type deal. But I also think it's kind of cool just to have those stories just be separate stories and not connected to anything big like that. That's the weird thing about this season, though. Like, the only, like, they bring back those two, but, like, really nobody else who was part of that intergalactic saving the universe team. Not yeah. directly, anyway. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It was a weird the decision. One that was ultra, when they were fighting the Ultra, Ultra, Ultron. Mega I can't. Ultron. Oh, yo, dude, that, that shit was so cool. Yeah, oh my goodness. God, that was so cool. Oh, like I think that really was like an Ultron Prime. And um, so yeah, it, it's some cool stuff. And um, and I appreciate them front for it. And some of it is like real good fan service too. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess my brain, maybe I'm just too negative. My brain just can't get over like what the MCU was versus where it is now. Yeah. And I just think, man, it's just so much that they can do. Um, and I don't know I, I really think part of it was like after you do Infinity War where do you go from there for real for real you know and I think that they should have yeah. ergo doing more more um, ground level superhero street levels type stuff um, let more character driven stuff and we, we like because to me that was the most awesome bombastic thing was Infinity War, right? And it's just mm -hmm. really hard to top that. And then now, like, kind of bring us down a little bit. And then you can gradually go back up again, right? But some of this other stuff they've been making is just like, ah, uh, it's just too much. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not a big fan right now of the direction of it. And really, I, I mean, I gotta say, though, like, episode two, Really fantastic of this season. Like I, using T'Chaka and uh, Bucky and uh, Howard Stark uh, in all the ways they did. I just love how those characters were connected and how they were used because it really did feel true to all those characters. How that would have played out. Oh, yeah. Finding the. Um, the um, the, the the powerful Peter Quill and his father. That was a, that was a pretty cool episode. Um, my favorite episode is is actually like the um, Tony Stark episode when he go really and it's a car. I thought that was just so fun to me. Like it was, it was just. Um, I think I laughed the most on it. Um, it it was just like just the premise. Oh, it might just also be just. This kind of like wordplay and this going back and forth between like um, Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Goldblum, which was you know fantastic. I'm assuming they do the voices on these, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know for certain. I mean, if if it's not them, they do a good. 
Well, we really had Tony Stark and the Grandmaster. It was some good back and forth. And, yeah, I don't think they're using AI voices yet. <laughs> I don't think. Ooh, that's some scary. That's some crazy stuff. But um, Jay, guys, guys, bear with us because we both kind of sick. I think yeah. we sound. I think we both sound like halfway dead. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just that time of the year. I just hope yeah, I'm not, like allergic to my dog because I wonder can you be like allergic to your pet at certain times of the year because I feel like I only get sick around him after like during the winter and it's just like everything think, that makes me sneeze or something. I think you definitely can, man. Like without a doubt, so I wouldn't feel like you saying anything out of character. It's just like I said, that time of year and it's all kind of things can set you off. So it's not just you. I just feel like I barely ever got sick until we got this dog. <laughs> but but anyway, I I mean I love him. If I, you know, had to go through that for a couple of months out of the year, I can deal with it. But um but yeah, yeah, just just in case y'all hear how we sound, that's because we kind of getting over something. Um but yeah, well, look overall, I was gonna say, man, what what do you think? Like, would you would you wanna see a season three or do you feel like this has run its course? I still want to see a season three, you know, because I, I, I think that it's always open to do different stuff. It's always open to do so much more, you know, and as they start to hopefully, um, ex, I guess, expand the MCU, but maybe kind of, I don't got the words for it, but. Here, here's what I would say. You know, that Star Wars, uh, series they did that was like anime and all these like other kind of crazy art styles. That's what they should do for what if like don't worry about all this connected stuff. Right. Just make like really cool things and let directors and people with these crazy new styles just let them go cook and just get out the way. Which which also would fit more into like the theme of what if I feel because I if I like I said if I remember yeah. what if comics correctly I feel like different artists would do them so they didn't all look the same too yeah so that that's actually a dope idea and I like because because that's the thing I like just give me different stories different situations with characters that we or have characters that we wouldn't normally see like put together yeah and, and the thing is like truth be told man like I walk by look I'm all in MCU stuff Man, they ain't gotta be MCU style. Let them be whatever the heck it is, like it's a comic book. Right. Like it don't have to be MCU. Like that's why it's called what if. Right. You know? Like cause I, look, I, I feel like we I'm from this my course of one look at generation one MCU stuff again. If we if we out of that era, let's stay out of that era. Cause you, you just reminded me when stuff was better. <laughs> For real, you're saying, man. Like, if we really doing the future, let's do it. Exactly. Um, this should be. Let's feel like this, man. You know, it's bull. How ain't none of the damn generation two stuff? None of them in the what if. Oh, That's you were saying like how how we we gonna have all these folks with 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 Disney Plus shows, but none of them with a what if. Scenario. I'm just saying, bro. Like that. That looks insane. She Hulk ain't got can't get a what if, 
in this. She was in the other. Wasn't she in season one? No, I don't think so. I can't really. Anyway, well, look, man, we're going to go ahead and, and get out of here. Um, man, I, 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 look, <laughs> if, if you a Marvel fan, look at this. MCU specific. If not, you you could miss this. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, it's still fun. Um, still fun, yeah. But we'll holler at y'all on the next one. Uh, we'll have Tim back uh, on the next show, second one for twenty twenty four. Uh, we appreciate y'all hooking up with us as always, and we'll holler at y'all on the next one. Okay. Peace.